Open your Bibles to the book of Psalm 139, Psalm 139, and uh, I want to speak for a few minutes here on the book of life. I don't know if you understand the book of life or what you thought the book of life was, and I think most people make an assumption that there's only one book and that your name has to be in it to get to heaven. And that would be a fair assumption because there is a book named the Lamb's Book of Life that that does apply to. But that is not the same as the book of life. So the Lamb's Book of Life is the book of life of the Lamb. But there is another book of life that is your book. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, there's a lot of people, I think, that want to be in God's will. How many of you want to be in God's will? But what does that look like? What, how do I know I'm in God's will? Is it a, a place? Is it a, it, does it come with instructions? How many of you wish God just could send you a text message and be done with it, right? Just go here and do this and you're in my will. Wouldn't that be easy? Don't you wish God used email sometimes? You know, just come on, make it plain, you know, write it down, make it plain, I'll go do it. Then I have, I'm not guessing if I'm in your will. That's really not the will of what the will of God looks like because we have the freedom of choice. So God's will looks more like purpose and passion. It's something that you find that's been placed inside of you that you discover, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I love to pray. I'm an intercessor. And that's unlocked inside of it, and you realize that part of the will of God inside of you is to be an intercessor. Or you wake up one day and say, I have the gift of song. I'm supposed to be singing. So as you discover gifts, and as you discover passion, and as you discover purpose, you find destiny. So we're going to talk about what do all of these things mean. It's about you discovering God, yes, but you discovering what God put in you. So it's more about you discovering the DNA inside of you and what you were meant to be doing. Have you ever, have you ever woke up one day and you said, man, I was, I was born to do this. That means you've just discovered part of God's will for your life. Have you ever had somebody walk up to you and say, man, you were made for this? And they recognize in you. I've had some gifts in my life that I discovered and some gifts in my life that were called out of me. Now, one of the gifts in my life is to call gifts out of you. That's one of my spiritual gifts. I call things out of people. Now, don't think that's gonna get spooky. Okay, so my eyes are not going to roll back in my head. My hand's not going to shake, and I'm not going to knock you down and tell it to you. Now, that might happen, but that's not my plan, right? No, my plan is to see things in you that you can't always see in yourself and help you to walk that out, pull that out of you. And I've done that for thousands of people in my ministry because that's one of my gifts, to help you discover what God has put inside of you. So, Part of finding the will of God is not just about being in the right place at the right time. And some of those things are optional. It is not always about, I got to do it here and be like this, and this is going to fall into place. It's more about discovering, God, you put this in me. Now, what do you want me to do with it? Don't let this gift go dormant. So we're going to look at some scriptures tonight that will help us to unfold the purpose of God in our life that will help us come to destiny. So we're going to talk about the book of life, and in particularly the book of your life. 
okay? Not just the book of life. We're going to end up there, so I'm not going to mess with your theology. For those of you that thought, it's just one book, my name's got to be there. We're going to end up with the roll call of heaven, all right? So anybody remember the old song, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there? That's how we're going to end. So we're not going to sing it, but we're going to end there. So we're not going to leave that out. So I'm not going to mess with your theology, but I want to mess with, with your um, with your your self purpose, your self-discovery. What did God put in you and are you using it? Why is that gift in you? Was it meant to be dormant? Are you supposed to be finding a way because in different seasons, you do things differently from one season to the next season. So in this season, what is God's will for your life? All right, let's go to Psalm 139. I'm gonna start in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. That's how it begins. Wow, let's stop there and think for a moment. For you formed my inward parts. What's he talking about, my, my guts? Is he talking about my lungs and my liver? No, he's not talking about that. You are a body, soul, and spirit. So the first thing that he's telling you is how God forms your soul. All right, yes, you have a spirit. Your spirit is the part of you that lives forever, but so is your soul. When you die, your soul and your spirit depart from you, and eventually you get a new body, a body fashioned like an angel, a celestial body, but it's the same soul and spirit in that celestial body. So the only thing you're gonna get new is a body, but you're still gonna be you. So God says he formed my inward parts. What does that mean? That God is forming your soul. What is my soul? Is that just something that, that breathes and makes me alive? No, that's your spirit. What is my soul? It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. How many of you know that God sometimes puts you through something just to work on your emotions? Sometimes God deals with you just to change your will. Have you ever, and we'll talk about this in a moment, how many of you have gone through something in your life and knew that all, all that season was for was for you to change your mind? You had stinking thinking and God had to get it out of you. Or maybe you just weren't thinking the right way. Have you ever gone through a season and it changed the way you see yourself? Have you gone through a season that changed the way you see God or the church or the people around you, that whatever you've gone through changed the way it opened your eyes? So God says the first thing about discovering his will is that he formed my inward parts, my soul. He's forming my soul. Well, how does he do that? Well, you covered me in my mother's womb, and I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, Marvelous are your works, and look at this, he identifies it. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knows this very well. Something had to awaken in me for my soul to see that God is wonderful. Something had to awaken in me for my soul to see his mar My soul knows it very well. Wondrous are the works of God. Marvelous are the works of God. And something will happen. Sometimes it is things we don't want to happen. And sometimes it's things we can't even imagine. Wonderful things that have happened to us that we can't even imagine. And we just get um, 
We get in awe and amazed at the goodness of God. Has anybody ever been overwhelmed at God's goodness? You just looked around and think, man, I didn't deserve all of this, but he loved me enough to give me this person. He loved me enough to put me in this place. He loved me enough to get to trust me with this gift. I mean, sometimes it's being overwhelmed by the beauty of God. My soul knows that God is marvelous and his works in me are marvelous. Now look at this. My frame, now we're talking about my body, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Now here's the part that everybody wished God would have left out of this verse. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Everybody wants to go to the mountain. No, God, I don't want to go to the valley. But it's in the valley that he restores my soul. It's in the valley that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's in the valley of the shadow of death that he anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Lord, I don't want, I just want to be a victor, but I don't want to fight a giant. I, I, I don't, I want, I want victory. I want that victory dance, but don't send me to a battlefield to get it. God says, no, there's some things that I can teach you in a classroom, and there's some things that I have to rot in the lowest parts. I have to take you to places you don't want to go. I have to put you through things that you don't want to go through. But what you don't understand is all of this is bringing you, it's transforming you into the perfect will of God. There are people that can be used of God that can't be, that other people can't be used of God the way they can because they have gone to the secret places and the lowest places and they came back to tell about it. Do you know somebody that has a gift because their pain was turned into power? Do you know somebody that, look, look at how many faith healers, how many faith healers like Oral Roberts and some of those great faith healers that had the gift of healing that their gift was given to them through near-death experiences. You know, Oral Roberts was dying. He had a few months to live. He was dying and got healed, and that turned into a faith healer. The same thing happened of, of Paul Young E. Cho. He was across the ocean dying of the same disease around the same time as Oral Roberts. And God saved this man in a tent meeting here, both these guys in a tent meeting, and another guy, he healed his body in a tent meeting in Korea, and he ended up building the largest church in the world because he was healed of a sickness. Nobody, everybody wants a miracle, but nobody wants to need one. Oh God, just, just give me the gift, but don't take me to the low places to teach me that. Give me the gift, God, but don't give me, I want skill without pain. I want skill without the low places. I want skill without the valley. So I've got good news for you today that if you are in the valley, you are on your way to a promotion. If you are in the valley, God is doing a work in you that has taken you to places you could never have gone, and it's only there to bless you. Get ready to be anointed till your cup runs over. 
The valley doesn't mean he doesn't love me. The valley doesn't mean he's forsaken me. The valley doesn't mean that, that God has made an enemy out of me. Sometimes he's just remolding my soul because when I come out of this valley, I will be able, he'll prepare a table before me in the presence of an enemy. When I come out of this valley, I will be anointed more than I've ever been anointed. When I come out of this valley, goodness and mercy are gonna follow me all the days of my life. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at P.O. Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee, 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. You want somebody to give you mercy? Find somebody who's been in the battle. They'll give you mercy. People who haven't been there, they won't give you mercy. You want to find somebody that mercy is following around? Show me your scars. I can trust you. If you've got scars, if you've come through something, I'm telling you, that's the person that goodness is going to follow. That's the person that mercy is going to follow. So don't get discouraged when you're in low places because he says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. You're on your way somewhere. You're on your way to this place called destiny. What does destiny look like? Well, some people describe it this way. Destiny is where preparation meets opportunity. So God has been preparing you and then he opens a door and you step into it and you realize you've just walked into a moment of destiny. But I kind of think that destiny for me is more about discovering two things, my passions and my purpose. There's a lot of people that are talented, but they don't feel like they have a purpose. I just don't know what I'm doing here anymore. I just, I just don't know what God's want to do anymore. You've got to find that purpose to be in the will of God. And that's not always a place. And here's the problem with a lot of folks. They will jump from place to place to place looking for purpose. Purpose is found in you because God's going to give you choices north, south, east, or west. Now, sometimes he sends you somewhere, and you know that that is God's place for your life, but it's more about you discovering, why did he make me? What am I supposed to be doing? What am I passionate about? What makes me angry enough to whip a devil? What makes me passionate enough to get on my knees and pray? What will cause me to push back my plate and fast? What excites me enough that I would do it for free for the rest of my life if I just had the money to quit my job, I would do it for the rest of my life for free because I love it so much. What am I passionate about? And you find yourself in a very odd predicament when you lose these two things, when you lose your purpose and you lose your passion. When you're no longer passionate about something, there's an emptiness, something that haunts you and an emptiness because passion is a fire that burns in your soul that makes you want to get up and do something. And purpose is something that makes you want to wake up every day because it's like, man, I've got a reason for being here. God is doing something through me. So finding your destiny. So we're still in, the, we're still in Psalm 139. We haven't got to the book part yet, but we're still there. God's forming my soul. He's forming my inward part. 
He's forming me in low places that I don't want to go through, but I know I'm going to come out a better person when I go there. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. We're in verse 16 now. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Okay, so before there was a DNA connection. Before. Okay, so my wife was adopted. She, this is part of her testimony. My, wife's, my wife was, was born to a 14-year-old girl who went to a clinic and had her baby and she doesn't even know if she ever held her or not. Have no idea who the dad was, have no idea. And so Faith was adopted from a clinic uh, by a, a couple and, and later on they got a divorce and her mom remarried and so this was Faith's childhood growing up. And so when Faith and I got married, um, I wanted to write a book for an orphanage one time. And I wrote a small little book for an orphanage and I dedicate to my wife and this is what I said to her. I said, honey, it doesn't matter whose DNA is inside of you. God got there first. Before you were ever formed, before, before any chemistry took place in your body, you were fearfully and wonderfully made in the mind of God. Your soul and your spirit was given life by him. It doesn't matter who gave you that pretty red hair and those beautiful green eyes. It doesn't matter. I like it and God knew I'd like it, so he sent her to me. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter where that came from. I'm, I don't know who those parents are, but I know who made the soul and I I know who made the spirit and I know who got there first and you got to remember that about you there's more to you than your nose and your hairline you may not like either one of those things there's a lot more to you than that God before you were born put his DNA inside of you God got there first your, your eyes saw my substance being yet informed and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as of yet, there were none of them. God said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little bit of them. I, I saw it this way, one time I had a vision, and in that vision, I've told this story many times, it was just a real quick vision, and it, it looked like I was asking God, I was praying, God, how, tell me about the soul and the spirit, I wanna understand it more, and this is, this is what I saw in the vision. I saw like a clay man on the ground, and I just assumed that was Adam, and I saw God pulling like, like these, these balls of light, is all I went, it looked like a, you know, smaller than a bowling ball, bigger than a softball. That's all I can tell you. And it was just like light. And, he's pulled, and it was like he walked over to them and pressed it inside of them. And then he walked to the next one and took this one out of his head and put that in there. He walked to the next and pulled this one from his heart and put that in there. And when I saw that, I said, that's what happens. We all carry the DNA of God inside of you. God said, I'm gonna let you reflect my mind. I'm gonna let you reflect my strength. I'm gonna let you reflect my heart. But every one of you has got more than the DNA of your parents and your 23andMe and your Ancestry.com. There's a lot more to you than that. I wanna tell you, there's a God DNA that God has put inside of you because he wants you to be an expression of him. We made man, let us make man in our image. God wants you to be an expression of him. So he put, that's why you think, man, you know, 
uh, I have this intellect. Yeah, it's more than DNA. I'm telling you, God wants you to know things and learn things and tell things that other people did not get the ability to understand. Some of you have analytical abilities and you can see bottom lines when no one else can see them. And it's because God wants you to be a problem solver. And some of you've got a big heart that you can love people that nobody else can love. And God pulled it from here and said, I want you to reflect the love of Christ around the world. Some of you, you've got enough love for kids around the world and hurting people around the world. Other people, they're busy doing something else because maybe God pulled it from here or from here or from his arms. So each of us show the multifaceted sides of God's wondrous DNA. Marvelous are your works and my soul knows it very well. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm seeing parts of God when I see the mosaic of the kingdom. And each of us carry within us those, that DNA of God, that special gift. But you have to discover it. You have to believe in it. You have to find passion. You have to find purpose. What is that? What do you love? What do you hate? All of that is a part of passion. Somebody needs to get mad enough to change a few things in this world. That too is passion. So God is putting these things inside of us, no tolerance for certain things, extra love for certain things, and all of that motivates us to find this perfect place of peace that we call destiny. So, and in your book, they were written, well, I told you I was gonna get there eventually. The days fashioned for me when yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. There is a book written about you in heaven. There is a book. In his book, there were days fashioned for you. Well, you know, I need a little bit more than that, Dr. B. You got anything else? Okay, here we go. Thank you for asking. Jeremiah 29, 11 said, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? Hurt you, kill you, stop you? No. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and a future. Yeah, God said, no, I have a plan for you. I have days fashioned for you when yet none of them existed. I put gifts inside of you to be discovered. Well, well, is there more than that? Well, yes, you wanna keep going? Let's keep going. Let's look at Jeremiah one and four. For the word of the Lord came to me saying, this is an insecure young guy that God was calling him into ministry and he didn't wanna go. And this is what the Lord said. The word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before, everybody say before. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Before you were born, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Wow. Before you were born, you sanctified. Before I was born, God said that to Jeremiah. How about this one? I has not seen. This is 1 Corinthians 2. Nine, I has not seen, nor has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Get this, the things, everybody say things. The things which, the, which God has prepared for those who love him. We automatically think that's about heaven. Look at the context of, the, the context of that scripture. He's not talking about heaven. 
No, read the next verse, he'll tell you. Listen to this. Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things, the things, the things which God has prepared, prepared, prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Oh, I won't know the things God made for me till I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I won't know the destiny that God has called me into until I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Part of me discovering me is discovering the Him in me. And when I discover the Holy Spirit, He will reveal the God DNA inside of me. My eyes cannot see it. My ears can't hear it. My mind can't comprehend it until I start this relationship with the Holy Spirit and he begins to reveal, oh, God has you marked for this. God has you set aside for this. God has you sanctified for this. God is putting you here for this. There is a reason why you exist and the Holy Spirit is going to show you and unlock those things in your life. Now, now, I want to get into something that looks like I'm changing gears. I'm really not. I just want to explain something to you real quick. Most people have a hard time finding destiny because they think all of life is a battle. And if you are convinced that all of life is a battle, then guess what? You're speaking that out of your mouth every day. All your life's going to be a battle. Power of life and death is in the tongue. If you want peace, you've got to speak that. If you, want, if you want a life of freedom, you've got to speak that over yourself and believe that. You've got to internalize that and believe that. Now, I, I, don't get me wrong. There are seasons of battle. How many of you know that? You have, there are seasons where you will go through things that you don't even think you'll live to tell about. But those are seasons. But no one in this room has been assigned by God for a life of battle the whole life long. No one in this room is supposed to suffer your whole life. There is the goodness of God that is a part of who you are. There are seasons of pain. There are seasons of suffering. There are seasons of learning. There are seasons of facing down an enemy. There are seasons of killing our giants. But there's more to you than the struggle. There's more to you than the battle. This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand his kingdom around the world.